0: Welcome to CBO Speaks, the official podcast of the National Association of College and University Business Officers. I'm President and CEO, John Walda, and I'd like to thank you for tuning in today. Our mission with this podcast is to have Chief Business Officers reflect on their careers and offer personal examples of how they have navigated difficult situations and learn from their experiences as a CBO. You can find resources for today's episode, as well as a wide variety of research and tools at nakubo.org. Hello, everyone, and welcome to CBO Speaks. So great to have you here today. I'm Megan Strand, your host for this episode, and I'm very excited to be joined today by Mike une Basami. Associate Vice President for Administrative Affairs for the University of Hawaii Community Colleges. Aloha Mike. Aloha. So great to have you here today. Thank
1: you. I'm mahalo for having me.
0: I'm fascinated to talk to you because you have been with the University of Hawaii system since 1968 in a variety of roles. Can you take us back and share with us how your university career began?
1: Sure. I graduated from the university in 1968 with a bachelor's in business administration, majoring in economics and statistics. And wanted to go to Indiana University for my graduate work. Well, the Vietnam War got in the way. And I was very fortunate to get into the Air National Guard because I really did not want to disrupt my education. But that meant I had to stay here at the in Hawaii for my guard service. That allowed me to start my employment right away. And I got a job at the University of Hawaii earning $500 a month. And I was able to get and continue my master's program at the University of Hawaii, getting my master's in 1970. So I basically stayed at the university for all of these years, a short time with the city, a short time with the Department of Education, but basically here at the university in various capacities uh, throughout my career at the university. And it's been a great, great career.
0: Can you think back to one of those first professional roles at the university and share with us what exactly you were doing?
1: Well, I started at the, what they call the management systems office, and I was doing a lot of various uh, statistical kinds of things. But the turning point in my career really was uh, several years later when I was a finance officer at the East West Center, and I had a choice to make. I was offered two positions at the university. One was a, an executive level position, that was a promotion of sorts, and the other was a lateral movement to the University of Hawaii business, uh, Budget Office. After thinking about it a long time, uh, I decided to take the position at the Budget Office because I was very fortunate. I was in administrative positions throughout my career and did, really did not have a basis for my experience and knowledge Here at the university. So I just took a lateral and worked four years in a budget office. And I swear that those are the best four years in my career in terms of learning and getting to know people, getting to know processes in finance, in personnel, in every administrative area you can think of at the university. I also got to know all of the secretaries in the system office. Mm. And you know who the decision makers are. That's right. That's right. And so throughout my career, after moving out of the uh, budget office, I had all of the connections I needed whenever I needed information or you know, needed to get something done. So again, I credit those four years of learning as the best four years in my career in terms of getting me where I am today.
0: When you think back on those four years and all that you learned there, what really stands out as something you learned that you still are using today?
1: I learned all of the budget processes. I learned how the legislature operates because we're a land-grant institution. I learned things about position control, personnel, how to get along with people, how to work with people. I think that's also very important. It's not just the, the job aspects. That uh, makes a job, you know, important, but you need to work with people, get along with people, understand people and build relationships that uh, you can depend on throughout your career. So those are the kinds of things that really stand out as what I gained in those four years.
0: You did learn a lot in that period of time.
1: I really, really did, <laughs> definitely.
0: So, how did you make the jump over to the community college?
1: That's a very long story, and I won't go into it. <laughs> but Give us um, the Cliff Notes version. <laughs> my boss at the, the budget office, after four years, said, You know, it's time for you to move on, and um, kind of headed me off to a position at uh, one of the colleges at the Manoa campus. Soon after that, one of the community colleges had an opening for its director of admin services at Leeward Community College, and the new provost there went to the budget director and asked him for advice on who he should ask to take that job. And my name came up, and although I had just left, uh, I found out about it and went over and asked about whether they would be interested in giving me an opportunity at that, because I did want the experience of a community college. After some interviews and things of that nature, he selected me to move on, but Manoa didn't want to let me go. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I became, you know, somewhat of a, a discussion point between the two campuses. But eventually, uh, it was my choice, so I decided to go to the community colleges, and this was in 1980. And I've been with the community colleges since then, 1980 through 93 at Leeward, and in my present position since 1993.
0: What challenges do you face in the community college environment that maybe some of your counterparts don't have to contend with on a daily basis?
1: We're very fortunate. The community colleges are viewed as the the better administered part of the University of Hawaii system. Hmm. Uh, The University of Hawaii is made up of 10 campuses, one Research One, UH Manoa, our number one flagship campus. We have two regional baccalaureate campuses at UH Hilo and UH West O'ahu, and then the community college system within a system of seven community college campuses. And we like to think that we're very well organized, well run, uh, from our office at the vice president's office here. So people are somewhat envious of the way that... uh, People view us, I like to think anyway, and the legislature recognizes the value of community colleges. So for me down at the legislature and trying to sell our programs, uh, it's an easy sell because we get a lot of support from our legislators.
0: So maybe there are challenges in the traditional university setting that you don't have to grapple with. Yes,
1: that is very, very true. (laughs) That is very, very true.
0: In your tenure, Mike, can you think of a pivotal moment that you view as having changed what it means to be a chief business officer?
1: I think early in my career, when I got involved with Wakubo and Nakubo, uh, I was very fortunate. Uh, I got on the Nakubo board very early in my career, back in 1988. And here I was, a youngster, you know, still at Leeward Community College, just a director of admin services, and. I'm working with board members from major universities throughout the United States, pretty much in the vice president, CFO level. And it was rather intimidating, this young kid from Hawaii. I mean, <laughs> learning how to tie a tie, where work, <laughs> things like that. And I still remember, and I am very thankful that Tony Lazaro, the emeritus vice president at USC, pulled me aside at one of our meetings. And he he basically mentored me and said, took me under his arm, uh, his wings, and said, Mike, don't let these guys intimidate you. Just be yourself. And I think that was a, a very crucial turning point for me in terms of my maturity that, you know, I don't have to be uh, looking up at anybody. We're all equal. Uh, and all I had to do was be myself and take on the Aloha spirit that we have in Hawaii to Washington, D.C., and, you know, that has meant a whole lot to me.
0: Uh, Outside of Tony, can you think of other people that have served as a mentor to you over the years and what you might have learned from them?
1: You know, I've been very fortunate. I've had a lot of mentors back home here in Hawaii that have exposed me to different opportunities, allowed me to, to kind of spread my wings. Uh, my bosses have allowed me to get involved with Wakubo and Nakubo. Uh, You know, when you're out here in the middle of the Pacific, there aren't that many opportunities for professional improvement, professional growth. Mm
0: -hmm. Uh,
1: And getting involved with those organizations allowed me to get off the island, uh, see how other universities operate, see how other people manage and lead. And uh, again, you know, those things have really helped me in my career here at the university.
0: You're obviously... A very seasoned professional, and have lots of great experiences under your belt, and have had the benefit of of having mentors in your career. Do you feel like you're a mentor
1: to others? I like to think so. I try to, in my job here, in my position here, uh, try to help people along, uh, try to give them advice in terms of where uh, and what they should look for in terms of job opportunities, in terms of uh, professional development opportunities. Uh, I want to share the things that I've experienced uh, over the years with them. And, you know, the more I can share and, and mentor them, the easier, obviously, my job becomes if they're working with me. And my philosophy has always been that you know, my staff and the people I work with, my colleagues, are more important than I am. I depend on them and I can't do my job without them. They can do their job without me. So, with that kind of philosophy, I mean, that's the things that I, I try to mentor my staff. Uh, they're never above anybody. And I'm not talking only about professional staff. Uh, one of the people that really helped me in my career, in my growth, was a secretary that I had early in my career. And, you know, we would have discussions about how I feel about certain things and all of that and certain people doing this and that and she's the one that basically opened my eyes in terms of leadership and management and basically said you're not running a popularity contest here. You can't be a nice guy to everybody. You need to make good fair, sound, objective decisions when it comes and deals with, with any issue and you need to do that. Don't think that you're going to be liked by everyone. And I think that really opened my eyes in terms of how you approach issues, how you approach people, how you deal with people. And not all experiences are good experiences, especially dealing with personnel. But she really taught me that you need to just be fair and objective about how you deal with people. And, uh, and that has helped me tremendously throughout my career.
0: It sounds like you have a lot of emphasis, place a lot of emphasis on professional development and network development, at least early in your career. Do you feel like those are still communities that you turn to, Nakubo, Wakubo, to when you face challenges in, in your daily life, in your daily role? I,
1: I do. I, I've made some great, great friends uh, at Wakubo or through Wakubo and Nakubo. Uh, John Walder is is a great, Friend of mine, uh, I can turn to him anytime and and get advice about this or that, and uh, you know we're just good buddies. Uh, and there are others at uh, Wakubo. I've been fortunate. I've grown up with two generations of Wakubo. Early on in my career. There was uh, people like uh, Bill Erickson and others like that who mentored me along and after they retired, I got back again, and I was very fortunate to have the next group of people after we uh, hosted a Wakubo annual meeting here on Maui ask me to get into the presidential track for Wakubo and that led me to the the two thousand and eight presidency for Wakubo and again, that brought me back to the nakubo board and and you know so all of those kinds of opportunities that I've had. You know, I've been very, very fortunate to have been given those opportunities along the way.
0: As you're connecting with these these colleagues, what seems to be the most common challenge that you hear in, in between all all the people that you're talking to is there are there any threads that sort of pop up to the top? It's things that seems like everybody's grappling with at this point in time.
1: I think everybody grapples with with how to deal with people, how to deal with difficult situations. I think now with with um, all the, the the violence that you see or hear about on campuses, uh, those kinds of e- emergency operation procedures that you need to have in place, the Clery Act issues, uh, now we're dealing with Title IX and VAWA and things like that. You know, society has changed a lot over the past 30, 40 years. And you see a lot more things uh negative things happening on our campuses that fall in our area of responsibility. And uh, those are not, you know, easy issues. Work problems are, are, I think, easy to solve. It's the people problems that we have problems with or issues with.
0: And then in terms of your own skill development, when it comes to people skills, certainly there's the experience piece. But are there, and even when it comes to things that are more topical that you've just mentioned, are there resources that you turn to to sort of keep apprised on on these types of things, or certain people that you turn to or that
1: you follow for advice? I have a wonderful staff that I can turn to. I have uh, seven people who report directly to me, and uh, there, all of those people are people that I've had the opportunity over the past twenty three years in this position that I've selected. So. Uh, it's a great team. Uh, I can always depend on them, whether it's a, a professional issue or a work issue or a, a personal issue. We can sit down and I can sit down with some of my colleagues here and, and have a discussion about uh, the issue itself. And and have a frank discussion about this or that, whether it's a work problem or otherwise. So it's, it's great to have friends. Uh, and I think in Hawaii it's a little bit different I like to think that uh many of my colleagues in wor- at work are also part of my social friendship group. So as long as we don't we understand that <laughs> you know there's a work uh time and there's a play time. Uh you know and it's been my experience and it's been my philosophy that during lunch and on weekends and after work I'm no longer the associate vice president. I'm Mike. During the work day yeah, I got to play my role as the associate vice president. But, um, you know, and, and that's worked for me in terms of how I deal with people, how I deal with my staff, and how I deal with others uh, that I that I come in contact with during the course of my uh, the workday.
0: What are you doing now in your role, Mike, that you never imagined you'd be doing 10 years ago?
1: I never thought I'd be invol- involved this involved with Wakubo and Nakubo. When you say 10 years ago, I never envisioned myself as being the Wakubo president in 2008. I never thought I'd get back on the Wakubo board. I'm sorry, the Nakubo board again. So again, those are just opportunities that came my way and I've been very fortunate with that. Um, so that I, those kinds of experiences, those kinds of opportunities have also played into my decision to continue working as opposed to retiring and you know, retirement I've qualified for retirement for some years now and people ask me about why aren't you retired? And, you know, I gotta say, I'm enjoying my job so much. I'm enjoying the people that I work with, uh, whether it's on the mainland or here at the university, I just enjoy what I, what I'm doing. Uh, so that, that's what keeps me going.
0: That's a great place to be, for sure. It is. What would you say you've taken from those Nakubo leadership positions? What have they given you professionally or personally?
1: I think it's given me a lot more confidence in terms of how I approach my professional position uh, I never thought I'd be speaking in front of people. I never thought I'd be doing something like this with you. (laughs) Uh, That was never part of my, you know, anything that I envisioned doing at all. But, uh, when they asked me to do CBO speaks like Ted stock last year, Mm -hmm. um, I think I was more nervous than anybody else in the audience or whatever, but you know, it, it was fun doing in the end, um. And then I was asked to do uh, something with the new business officers, and they invited me back to do that again this year on a panel. So, and then this came about. Uh, again, it's just building confidence in yourself, building confidence that you can you can do these kinds of things that you see other people doing. So... Um, it's it's, it's, been, it's been a great, great, great experience.
0: Well, you are clearly a leader in this field, Mike, so I really appreciate you sharing some of this with us today. Anything else you'd like to share that I've neglected to ask today? I guess one of
1: the, when you talk about aha moments and all of that uh, during my career, one of the things I'm, I'm very proud of is the fact that uh, back in 2009, I was selected as the State of Hawaii Manager of the Year. And the reason that that is very significant for me and important to me is that the nomination was put in by my staff, the people that I work with. And for me, you know, that, that says a lot. That means that they they show a lot of respect and aloha for me in terms of how we work together. So it's not an award for me. It's an award that recognizes all of us together working together and the accomplishments that we've made over the years together. So, you know, th- that I, I was very, very proud of that. And while I say that, I was proud that it was from them, their recognition, but I was representing them in all of the accomplishments uh, for that year or over the years. So, yeah.
0: That's fantastic.
1: That's something that I wanted to share.
0: That's perfect. Well, and it sounds like you've pulled together a fantastic team, and the University of Hawaii is fortunate to have you. So thank you again for sharing all of this with us. It's really been interesting to learn a little bit more about your illustrious career. And for those of you who have tuned in today, we'd like to thank you for listening, and hopefully you've learned something fantastic from Mike like I have. You can find out more about Mike and today's episode by visiting the distance learning section of nakubo.org. Make sure you also subscribe to CBO Speaks and iTunes so that you get more great conversations like this one with Mike today. And on behalf of Mike and myself, we'd like to thank you so much for joining us today for this episode of CBO Speaks. And until next time.